Holly G with the Golf Insiders for this special edition for the U.S. Open live from L.A. Country Club. We're going to the Media Center and Bob Herrig from SportsIllustrated.com. Hey, Bob. Hey, hello. How are you? Well, after uh, the week that was, going back to last Tuesday, with the seismic events between the PGA Tour, Live Golf, and the PIF, and the DP World Tour, we'll put them all in the basket. Um, we got the news late yesterday that PGA Tour Commissioner Jay Ma- the plot just continues to thicken, Bob. Uh, can you can you give us an update? Yeah, I don't know much more than than what they put out. You know, um, some sort of a medical issue. They 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 took the step of 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 uh, you know saying that that people at the tour would would take over his duties while he recovers. And um, you know, I, I thought it was interesting that they went down that road because. And it kind of suggests that maybe you know maybe it's a little bit more serious than just being sick or you know having a cold or the flu or or something that's you know or, I mean like you know if you were to if you were having a, a knee operation or something like not even necessary that they would tell us uh, so it, it's um, without wanting to speculate it's 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 obviously uh, doesn't sound great and. And uh, but beyond that, it's really hard to know, and and it's just on top of everything that's going on, it's really pretty incredible. The timing of all this, Bob. If we go back to last Tuesday, just uh, that to me is one of the biggest question marks. You know, other than the fact that this deal came together and they were afraid it was going to leak, but it just seems so rushed. You know, we're so used to the tour orchestrating things, and also for this to be landing, you know, the the week before a major. Uh, you know, what's your take? What have you learned on all of that? Yeah, look, I mean, I don't think the timing was great at all. Um, no matter when you did this, probably wasn't going to be great. It's such a, you know, such a, a, a controversial and polarizing subject. It has, has been for a year plus. It's it's uncomfortable. It's made the, the what's on the field and what's inside the ropes, you know, seemingly less important. It, it is it is what it is, as they say. You can't avoid it. It's a um, huge story in the game. Uh, even though this is the U.S. Open, it's not the PGA Tour. You have you have a lot of people invested in in this tournament who are part of that bigger story. And um, you know, uh, I, I don't think it's going to end anytime soon. I mean, this is going to be play out through the through the. Uh, you know the the British Open next month, and probably into the FedEx Cup playoffs, and a lot a lot more questions than there are answers at this point. Yeah, and it appears from the way that you know the questions have gone in the press conferences that you know the players are still very much in the dark uh, with all of this. And uh, certainly we know when it comes time for the majors, they want to be focusing on one thing, <laughs> their golf. Uh, have, pe- have players been willing to talk about it? I know Rory canceled his press conference uh, yesterday. Uh, John Rahm said that a lot of players feel betrayed by the tour. What's, you know, what's the buzz? What, do you, what are you hearing? Yeah, 
I mean, those are the those are the different angles that you're hearing. I mean, nobody really knows what's going on, and and frankly, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's been a lack of info, just because they know this is a big media week, and you know why why spill why spill all that now? You know, the players had a meeting last week with the commissioner um, in, in Canada. Obviously, the words spoken there, and then again, what Jay's told the staff on Friday, um, you know, like that's been relayed, you know, and and beyond that, like I don't know that there's a whole lot more to say. I mean, what we've learned is that, you know, the tour was in some financial straits, believe it or not. You know, they they were concerned about the the, the continuing costs associated with the legal battle, um, trying to. Uh, you know, uh, rise up to to get all the to to do to meet all these rising purses that they've put in place. You know, and in retrospect, it's almost like you know they they went with a plan before having all the details worked out. And I've been saying all along, you know, there's there was going to be some unintended consequences to the designated event idea. I, I viewed them more as on the field, you know, in, in the playing arena issues, which we've seen this year, and which they've adjusted. You know, they were requiring guys to play them all except for one. You had to add three others. We had guys kind of worn out by the Masters, and and you know, so next year they're trying to they're trying to work on the schedule part of it, figuring that out. And so they, it, it appears that they have, like the, the spacing is going to be better. But, but I think what we're all surprised by is that they haven't been able to, you know, maybe meet the financial obligations of these increased purses. I think the number is 47% increase in, in purses this year. And, you know, that's a lot. And, 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 and the tour was taking on a good bit of it. They right. weren't putting it all on the title sponsors. Next year they plan to put it on the title sponsors. And I think there's been some pushback. So you and, and it just goes to show that twenty million dollar, twenty five million dollar purses on live is hard to compete with, and the tour decided they wanted to try to compete with it, and it, it just might have been a little bit too much too soon. Throw in the PIP, the uh, Player Impact Program, you know, hundred million going out this year, now that forty million last year. That money is just gone. You know, I mean, you just you know. It's just gone, and and so. Um, and you had uh, COVID on top of that previously, right. which you did a great piece itemizing all the numbers. There, there was a lot of bleeding going on. Exactly, and I don't. I think we might have missed that. I think, I think we thought that they had the money to withstand it. Remember, there was, there was a good bit of of you know sort of. Um, hey, Phil was right. You know, last year when they came up with this idea, and you know, Phil's always said that the tour was sitting on a ton of money. You know what? They probably were sitting on a ton of money, but maybe not as much as he thought. And not as you much know? as seven hundred billion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and so, um, and and look, you know, some of this has to do with the tour. Not, you know, I'm not going to completely let them off the hook. Um, they probably needed to plan better for something like this. You know, they needed to be they, they needed to understand that that they were going to have to dip in, into their reserves to better compensate the players. It's been a topic of discussion for years. 
You know, we've talked about it on here many times, the lack of guaranteed income, you know, taking care of the stars. That's the whole idea behind these rival leagues. They, they felt that the commercial value was in the star players playing together more often or, or all the time. And that's sort of what Liv's idea was. Obviously, they don't have 48 superstars, but their idea was to maybe get 30, and they'd play against each other all the time. And they, you know, and they'd all get paid every week, no matter what. And so that has trickled down. And, and clearly, you know, the the competition has 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 uh, forced the tour into some tough, tough, tough decisions. Well, I went back to look at a couple of Jay Monahan's transcripts from last year, Bob. And I remember at TPC River Highlands when he had the player uh, meeting there. He said, quote, if this is an arms race and if the only weapons here are dollar bills, the PGA Tour can't compete. The PGA Tour can't compete with a foreign monarchy that is spending billions of dollars in an attempt to buy the game of golf. You know, there's a strange, like, crystal ball moment right there to where we are today. Yeah, I mean... You know, basically it's become, if you can't beat them, join them, you know. And uh, um, it's just amazing that they came to that decision and that, uh, that um, you know, determination at this point. You know, and they, they, they realized that they needed to cut their losses. They, they did not want to um, continue to pay those legal bills. And obviously... Um, they need to figure out a way to shore up their first structure, and they probably need to mend some fences with title sponsors who are not happy about, you know, that's the other thing. Are you really getting your money's worth? Liv doesn't have title sponsors that, that were trying to get their money's worth, you know? You know, the, a title sponsor pays a good chunk of the bills of every one of the tournaments on tour. That's right. For an $8 million purse, it's usually a 13 or $14 million commitment. So even though it doesn't really work this way, there's the, the purse money is paid for some by the title and some by the tour, which uses its TV rights fees to, to, to uh, subsidize purses. But the bottom line is a title sponsor is paying for the purse and then some. And, you know, for one week a year, $13, $14 million, you know, obviously there's costs involved in bringing your people in and entertaining um, is it worth it? You know, and I think some people feel that it's not. And it just goes to show that, you know, the live model, you know, it, it, it can't be sustained necessarily in, in a regular business situation. Live was looking to sell franchises to recoup their money. They were looking to sell sponsorships that would help defray the costs. But they weren't going to have somebody come in and sponsor a live event like the PGA Tour does and pick up the tab, it wasn't going to work that way, you know. And so Liv was banking on making revenue through other streams and having sponsors help helps supplement that. And, and obviously, you know, they've not come close to doing that yet, but they're able to withstand it. Uh, you know, the tour operates in a different world, and, and here we are. In the big picture, Bob, golf is a niche sport. To compare, you know, the top superstars in golf to NBA players, NFL players. I mean, it's not apples to apples, especially 
when you get into TV audience, etc., which drives the dollars. I agree, and I think I'm guilty of maybe losing sight of that at times myself. I've, I've been sort of a proponent of players should get paid because whether, whether uh, you know, based on their stardom. In other words, there, there should be some level of guaranteed pay because in no other sport does that happen. You know, and I, I often cite Steph Curry. He makes over $50 million a year in salary. He makes that whether he's good or not. And it's due to, you know, his value. He's viewed, he's viewed as a, some of it is star power. He's a star. He sells tickets. He sells luxury suites. Um, you know, whether he performs or not. And, and, you know, Tiger is the golf example. And Tiger sells tickets and luxury suites and TV deals and all that. And he was not paid on that. He was only paid if he performed. And so I think there is, there's a, argument to be made that these guys deserve guaranteed pay. But they don't necessarily deserve it to the level of these other sports. You know, like it's, it is. It is different. There is, the viewership is far less. You can't compare it to the NBA or, or, or Major League Baseball even or, or the NFL, certainly. You know, but, but I do think that in, within its own world, relatively speaking, the, you know, the idea of the stars being compensated more, which is kind of what the designated event series is going to be about. You know, you're going to basically have the top 50 guys there every week, and they're guaranteed pay. Based on performance is, is where you're going to determine it, but you're still going to know every week you're going to get paid. And I, and I think, in general, that's a good idea, that, that the tour should have that. Um, it's a commercial entity. They're... You know, these guys, like here at the U.S. Open, you know, I think there's enough. They get like a, you know, a stipend. Everybody does, as they should. These guys are out here yesterday, today, uh, playing practice rounds. They sell tickets for the practice rounds. Golf Channel televises some of this stuff. Absolutely. They pay pay the USGA a rights fee to be on site. Obviously, once the tournament begins, the ticket price is way up. NBC pays a fortune for the rights. And if you don't make the cut, you don't get anything. You know, I mean, it just doesn't work that way anywhere in, in, in any kind of entertainment business. You know, I mean, unless, the, unless an actor structures it that way on purpose, you know, he's getting a fee to, to, make a, to make a movie. And how it does, basically, which is determined maybe on how he does, is, does not impact that. You know, he'll get, he could get some on the back end, the back end to me is the first money, you know, but up front is there's a fee for his services because he's valued. And and that's what's been missing in golf, you know, where, where I think the disconnect has become is what you were alluding to. It is a niche sport, and it's not going to pay as much as those other sports. I mean, look, Scheffler and Rahm have made about $15 million on the course this year. You might start to think that that's skewed too far. You know, yep. um, they've, they've done it through performance, but they've also done it, you know, playing in some of these some of these big money events. So, um, you know, it, I think what we've learned here is that they don't quite have the recipe uh, uh, right yet. So it, it, there seems to be a bunch of confusion, Bob. 
uh, first of all, lots of people speaking out now and saying this wasn't a merger, you know, that uh, there's been a separate company, a new co, they're calling it, uh, between the PIF and the PGA Tour. But there seems to be, at this point, question marks about lives. Now, they've said they're going to play through 2024, uh, but given, you know, the the risk, I mean, do you see this live golf entity continuing? Million dollar, $650 billion question. Um <laughs> You know, I mean... Does it become a fall series, you know, entertainment model? Which maybe it should have been from the get-go? See, I don't think that works for the way they want to do it. But maybe. You know, I mean, first of all, there's been no public statements since Yasser Al-Rameyan talked last Tuesday from that side. Everything that's come out has been either off the record or behind the scenes um, or the players who basically say they don't really know anything. There's been no official word that they are playing in the next year. That's what's been trickling out, but that's not what they're saying publicly. So if they're going to play in the next year, why is that? Is it because they're not sure that this thing is going to go through? Are they, um, you know, or are they trying to build on it? Do they think it's going to keep going? I, I just think there's there's no way. I, I hear it from both sides. Oh, you know, the tour's in control. They're going to kill it. Nope. The, the piss putting in the money, they're going to get to do what they want. I think the truth is somewhere in between, but I just do not know in what way. Right. They said that the, uh, you know, that the tour would have control of the board, uh, you know, yada, yada. But, you know. At the end of the day, the purse strings, which is what we're seeing based on this deal coming together, that controls. Exactly. I mean, look, the one thing I feel fairly certain saying, the PGA Tour as we know it is going to be the PGA Tour. This is not impacting the nonprofit membership status of the 501c6 PGA Tour. Now, the PIF might have some issues or deal, dealings with that in terms of sponsorship or course support or, you know, what have you. But that model is not going to change. What's different is the for-profit LLC that they've yet to name and really give them no specifics on. And the PIF is going to be the main – well, they're calling them a minority investor – but there's, they're pooling the assets of three organizations, including the DP World Tour. Um, so what does that exactly mean? What will they do? People think that maybe they'll fold, live into that. Well, I mean, that doesn't seem like 14 events gets folded into something like that. You know, it seems that that might be something involving the DP World Tour, maybe co-sanctioning of events, you know, maybe the Saudi International tournament, which is now an Asian tour event, it comes this huge event that's played across, you know, the PJ Tour, the DP World Tour, and Live, or something like that, you know, or just the Asian Tour. Um, there's all kinds of things that could, that, that could be part of. 
And then, you know, then this remains the question, will live exist in its current form? If, if it's going to exist in its current form, it almost has to stay as it is. How are you going to build a team thing if you reduce it to six tournaments? You know, like, how are you going to sell that? You know, I mean, it's almost like you're going to have to revamp it and this whole thing that they've put in place is going to be changed. And look, it might. That very well could happen. Who knows? And there was, so, a, um, there was a TV deal this year with the CW. I don't know if that had, you know, any multi-year commitment. I um, believe it was for two years. I believe it was through next year. And and then there was, like, some sort of a, you know, like a uh, opt-out or we could, they could redo it. But, I mean, you know, if, there's, if, if they're truly partners, well, then the tour comes to the table with its, with its TV partners. And the tour would benefit. See, that's where I, I think that's John being missed. If, 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 the, if, if they are going to do some sort of form of live still on the side, well, the tour has to benefit from it. They have to have some financial stake in it. They have to get paid for the use of their players. They're going to have to get some kind of TV revenue. And maybe Liv's fine with that. Maybe Liv even gives them a cut of uh, franchise fees if they sell them. But, you know, it's hard to believe that that could all be worked out right now. And judging on the comments of Rory and Jay last week, they completely diminished Liv. They made it out like it's not going to exist as we know it. So, you know... But again, you know, if, if the fifth has the purse strings, usually the people with the money get to call some of the shots. That's my experience in business. Final question, which again is probably an unanswerable question, but uh, I believe it was either in the players' meeting or the media press conference where uh, Jay addressed the fact that the players that stayed would be compensated in a manner that would go far beyond what Liv's golf had offered. I, in the world of trust me, <laughs> I'm, I'm not sure how the players uh, took all that. I don't know how that works. If you're saying you're running out of money or, or you don't have enough to fund what you have, how do you do that? There's been talk of giving them an equity stake in the new for-profit venture. Well, what does that mean? Uh, how much could that be worth? You know, I mean, unless it's just outright putting cash in there and the tour and the players are going to benefit from it, it's kind of hard to see what they mean by that. So, um, yeah, look, it's a it's it's a myriad of questions still to be answered, and and uh, I have a feeling it's going to take a little while to play out. Absolutely. Well, this is a, an important chain of events, and. Uh, I will put a plug into SI.com to say your team has been doing a great job breaking down all the pieces and parts to this from the legal side to the numbers to how it impacts the players. So we appreciate uh, your time, Bob, so much and helping us try to understand our very complicated game these days. Yep, no doubt. Bob Herrig from SI.com. Thanks so much.